0: And that's why these sort of initiatives and, and fundraisers make make a huge difference to them. 12 people per team, 25 hours. We had running, swimming and cycling. Welcome to another episode of A Better Life with Trevor Nelson.
1: How's it going? Right, are you mad? Yeah, man, good. It's been, been a while, eh? It has, we've, we've
0: had a bit of a delay, so we do apologize for that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Bruce, life just gets in the way. Eh? Life does happen, unfortunately, and we do our best to try and work around it, but yeah, still caught up to us, Exactly, and we preach consistency all the time, man. We we drop the
1: ball, but that's also life. That is also life, Bruce. Sometimes, yeah, you get knocked off that uh, off that wagon, and you just got to get back on. Yeah, so we are, yeah, we yeah. banned on, <laughs>
0: we back on, and um, yeah, what are we chatting about today?
1: Yeah, Bruce. So today it's it's an interesting one because it's it's very relevant to to you and literally what you got up to this last weekend. So yeah. the title would be. Kind of the mental and physical tenacity required to complete a twenty five hour triathlon. You must be hurting, man. Because you that
0: literally you just came off of that this weekend. This weekend, yeah. Today's Tuesday. Tuesday and Saturday we finished Saturday at three o'clock. Three PM. Three PM. Yeah. And, and how are you feeling? To be honest, I'm actually feeling pretty good. Sunday was a full, full recovery day. So yeah, yesterday, Monday morning, woke up and felt pretty decent. Uh okay. feel it slightly more the the lack of sleep, to be honest, yeah. Then the actual body, um, her deprivation is a real thing. Man. It's the mind, with the least sleep deprivation, and, and you can ask uh, the family and friends. The marbles weren't all aligned yesterday, okay. or or on Sunday, yeah, on Sunday. Um, but yeah, it comes down to that sleep deprivation. It's 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 wild. Your body really does need that sleep. And and tell me quickly before we we dive in, I'm, I'm actually fascinated. Did you? Because
1: now this is for me, like after something that strenuous, that mentally challenging and fatiguing, like the next day is as best as you should, your nutrition, I mean, yeah, let me reword that. Your nutrition should be something you you focus on and, and eat really well, but it's kind of that, that next day you like, I, I've accomplished this. Like I need to just let go, let my head out, like eat what I want to, like just completely just let it all go is that what you did or did you manage to still stay strict and eat well for for your recovery to
0: be good i ate calories <laughs> saturday afternoon and sunday because you started friday started friday yeah. 2 p.m until saturday 3 p.m and yeah saturday afternoon and sunday i just ate calories was and good. all the things you love eh? yeah uh, folks went out, and the family went out for sushi on Saturday evening. I didn't go because I was sleeping. Um, they brought back sushi. I ate as much as I could. There was I didn't finish everything because obviously my stomach was uh, was uh, smaller than than uh, yeah. Because when you're in the race, I'm, yeah, I was just nibbling. I was just nibbling the whole time. Finish my half an hour stint, and then banana, dates, jelly babies, some protein, a couple of eggs. It was your stomach, you're right? I wouldn't say it was a all right, but it wasn't bad. bad. But yeah, the most important thing during those 25 hours was replenishing mm. those calories. The, uh, um, the, the mistake guys often make, um, and I know Eddie, one of your
1: competitors or guys that did it with you, teammates, your teammates. Yeah, he he messaged me and he's like, this is what I've got, my jelly babies, my this, my that. And I was like, snack a pack. I was like, be careful, because I've made this mistake before where you... You, you've got your little snack packs, but they're all like, you know, short carbs. They're all like jeshamton. You know, it's 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 chewy sweets and it's like, you know, p- sort of protein bars or snack bars and all that stuff. You're not used to eating so much of it so often. Yeah. So your stomach and now you're obviously also pushing the limits. Like physically, Your CNS stomach just starts churning, bro. And yes, the cramps and you need to go to the toilet and it's just a dog show. Like I've been down that road. And and only once I realized made the mistake, you know, it's trial and error. For me, that's the best the best remedy is trial and error. But yeah, you got to like rather have you know, potatoes. You know, like have, have potatoes, them. have boiled eggs, have you know things that are like way more sort of high um, nutritional value. Yeah, but 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 like a slower. Release, you know what I mean? Energy release. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, sort of low GI. And yeah. yeah. Um, and and yeah, so you, you throw in the jelly babies here and there. And also it's a nice mental, you know, that sweetness is great. Yeah. But you can't be hammering that like every 30 minutes, bro, because
0: you just, you know, well, I did. <laughs> Not every 30 minutes. Every, but but um, almost after every session I did, it was a couple of jelly babies, we, bananas. This mentally helps you, eh? Bananas. So, Dates are destroyed as well.
1: but yeah, So there's a bit more um, fiber in that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, stuff, yeah. Where he's like, in
0: Jellywag, there's no fiber. It's straight in and out. So, as simple as you <laughs> get it, as you Like, get. down yeah. to the bottom. So yeah, the, the event itself. So why did we actually partake in this event? Yeah, so the, I'm asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so ask the question. Why did you do this right? Yeah, so um, it was put out to us not even a month ago. The purpose for the event was to raise awareness and funds for the Iniko Home and Durbanville Children's Home, non-profit organization, charity here in Durbanville, Cape Town, and basically to raise funds for these homes where the kids and young adults at these homes are completely um, disabled, unable to do anything for themselves, take care of themselves or anything like that. And um, the cost to run these facilities are extremely intensive and extremely high. So for each child or each young adult that can't look after themselves, they need three or four people to look after them 24-7. So obviously you can't have someone working 24-7 with these kids. So they need to run shifts. So they need three, four people throughout the day taking turns looking after these these kids never mind the all the the costs involved with looking after those running costs running costs and that for these kids so the goal was to raise awareness raise some funds for these guys and um, just yeah bring more attention to places like this these kind of homes and these nonprofits, they don't survive because of these running costs so they open up do great work but they just can't uh, sustain it long term and that's why these sort of initiatives and, and fundraisers make, make a huge difference to them. 12 people per team, 25 hours. We had running, swimming, and cycling. The cycling was on indoor cycling um, machines with computers, running our wattage and power and the, the speed, etc. The swimming was um, in the indoor pool at the Durbanville Curo. Nice and warmish it was the warmest place to be during the event because it was pretty miserable I was going to that say, day on the region. two am and you're on your run and it's was it was raining this weekend yeah yeah so luckily <laughs> my swimming set my running session was five thirty and six thirty I only had two running sessions because um, I was stronger on the on the bike and all oh, so you kind of stick to what you were stronger at yeah so everyone had to do minimum work requirements Uh, every slot was a minimum of 30 minutes that you had to do and everyone had to do at least an hour on each event so an hour minimum on the bike minimum hour on the run and in the pool so yeah coming back to 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 the event itself I personally started with three sessions on the bike so half an hour on the bike and then I had about an hour rest Started off relatively easy on the first session, went a little bit harder on the next one. In the third session, I went pretty hard. Average heart rate was about 82, 81% because I knew I had about an hour and a half to the next event, which then okay. was going into the pool. But then my legs were pretty gassed and tired and I did push hard and they cooled down after the bike and then into the pool. The pool was obviously pretty fresh, so the the legs... They sort okay. of locked up. I cramped the hardest I've ever cramped before. So I do that type of training, that block training, eh, where you yeah,
1: practiced going from one discipline to the next. I've made that mistake in a triathlon, and I literally
0: thought I was like, "Take you may as well cut off my leg." Yeah. Off. Oh, I did think of that a few times. So yeah, the first ten laps of that first swim was okay, but it was that kick off the wall every time I turned. Every time I kicked. Yes, my legs just seized, eh? Like the cramps were unreal in my quads. Because your, your quads are like three muscles. they like split. Yeah, on the right-hand side of, of my knee, on my right leg, and in the inside of the quad as well. Oh, like, yeah. comp- And it, it would happen as I kicked off. So then I'd be gliding, and then the cramp would happen, and I'd like try and stretch it out in the middle of the pool, and there I am like a drowning fish trying to sort myself out. Finished my, my thirty minutes, got out the pool, and then it was just magnesium and trying to rehydrate and replenish and, and and that. I had magnesium spray and I just sprayed my legs every twenty minutes. I don't know if I maybe overdid it, but I didn't cramp once more the mm-hmm. rest of the, the, the event. Okay. So back into the pool an hour later, did better. And then the third my third sp- uh, session in the pool, I swam one point eight K, one point eight five in 35 minutes which was like a PB gee I went so the the second round almost went unbroken I think I rested took a bit of water here and there and then from the third swim I went unbroken every every round was between 70 and 74 laps in 30 minutes wow that's a 1.5k so going back to to um, preparedness and 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 uh, consistency and looking at this event from from the macro Eddie and I jumped in the pool and started training for the event about three weeks before the first time I got into the pool and I'm not a a swimmer I can swim and if I spend time in the pool I I can and I did improve but yeah that first session in the pool three weeks three and a half weeks ago I couldn't do four lengths freestyle I did two lengths and then I had to do breaststroke. Because the burn in the shoulder, the con- oh, there was no conditioning. Yeah. And the breathing, there's so much it technique. Bruce, so much. I had the same problem when I tried to get back into the water. Yep. I hear you. So listening to... to yeah, Eddie... you want to just get out the pool. That like four lengths. What's the point? Yeah. It's like you can't go. And yeah, three weeks later, going from not being able to do four lengths unbroken to being able to do 70, 80, 85 laps unbroken...
1: The one session, wait, how, how many times did you go to the pool in the three-week build-up to the race?
0: So we we were doing three sessions a week. Okay. Yeah. So we did three sessions. Seven days. Half an hour to an hour, more or less time spent in the pool. We did quite a bit of of, of work. Yeah. And again, it's just that, that consistency showing up, putting in the work, and it translated and it okay. paid off in the event. Uh, the pool was sort of just chilled mm. in the pool swim out the first session was horrendous with the cramps but after that being the in redwood was fine, breathing shoulders everything was 100% good okay. and so you did a total of how was your distance for the pool so total in the pool I did seven and a half k's just in the three, pool. that's mad i four lengths three weeks before yeah it's wild right and then on the bike you did how far so on the bike I did 130 k's 130 k's and same thing started off slowly on the first session I went harder mm. the last session I finished on the bike The twenty, finished the last uh, 24 hour to the 25 hour one hour I spent on the bike the last session so obviously being fatigued you sleep know. deprivation body being tired the last hour I went harder and faster than all the other sessions my average is coming to an end that's did, the mental like the mental aspect
1: of it isn't I, it yeah it's Be- like you know what they say, thirty percent. When your mind gives in, Bruce, statistically shown, proven that when your mind gives in, your body still has thirty percent that you could have tapped into. That's madness. So like David Goggins probably taps into maybe you know he's in he, it. He's got about it probably still about ten percent. He's tapped into twenty of that thirty. It's unreal. But that just shows what we are capable of. So, like, there, you knew it was coming to an end. you like, let me just go hard. And you, you can, can wrestle still in your body with that deprivation, with fatigue, you know, with all those factors. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing. Yeah, there's... What was the one of the biggest mental challenge? Like, where, where, what dark place did you go into?
0: It was definitely the the sleep and the cold. So, yeah, when everything, the second run, because my first run out, was that? 530 was started dry, but then it bucketed down in the middle of that half an hour slot, so then my buff was wet, my rain jacket was wet, my shoes were wet, everything was wet, so the next one twas was probably cold it was like seven eight degrees bit of wind, but luckily the wind did did die off a bit, but that second run, everything was wet, my buff the rain putting the rain jacket on again wet shoes i wasn't I wasn't too excited for that that session but then Janneke, she smashed 54Ks, ran, I think, 10 sessions or 11 sessions in the rain, in the middle of the night. Some of the guys, unbelievable. Then you get the guys that hadn't really prepared, they're just there to be involved. Those guys were the impressive ones. Getting in the pool, not being swimmers, and still spending half an hour in the pool, walking up and down, floating on their back, pushing, doing, doing crawl. Just putting in the work. So whether you're at the top of the game or you're starting out or don't have much base to work off of, we're all suffering just as much all together. And it comes down to um that mental game, a mental toughness. Game, uh-huh. mental toughness. And, and you feel that the the support
1: of everyone around you—they still going, they suffering, they in a dark place—that's a motivation. Hundred
0: percent. And that's what I kept telling myself: stop moaning and being. Uh, negative negative in my own head and being worried about everyone's cold yeah everyone was wet. everyone was tired everyone was suffering but they still going the everyone was going everyone was putting in the effort um, um, and doing what they can and that was the key do what you can and bring your part and I think that's that's like such a
1: a valid sort of you know life lesson it's, it's you know often we need don't you don't always have to do everything on your own you don't have to suffer on your own you don't have to like there's other guys out there also struggling with whatever it be, whatever life circumstance, relational circumstance, physical disability, whatever it be, there's other people out there. So don't like feel you always need to suffer on your own. Like Connect with other guys. Chat to other guys. You never know. Someone you might think has got it all put together, once you start talking to them, you'll find out very quickly that they don't have it put together and they're also suffering through things or they've been through things that they really had to, you know, Hold tight and and dig in and put their you know put their teeth in and and they've managed to work through it and because of that they can now help you through your circumstance and I think yeah that's that team effort it's like going back to the you know to the Navy SEALs for instance you know and the and the boats and they you know they as a team they got to work through and suffer through things together and that's what's building that camaraderie that's what building that band of brothers you know as they call it yeah um and because you go through that together you can suffer through so much more because of it um and yeah i i think it's it's those the race like you've done and i'm not saying you must do it all the time but i I do think it's very valuable which will translate into other areas of your life like understanding how far you can push yourself understanding what it is like to be uncomfortable to like seek that discomfort to to kind of because that's where we're growing that's the place where we really are learning about ourselves where we we're learning what we can handle what we can't handle Mm -hmm. we're learning about you know where where's that line where we want to quit or we can push ourselves that a little bit further and and remember we've pushed that wall now now you've pushed that like if your starting point was was here let's say you now push back that wall of discomfort the next time you start that wall is that much deeper in so you that much further in and you're trying to keep pushing that so that's where that growth is taking place that's where you're moving through and your starting point is always now push back you know what i mean it's more yeah so so you can handle more you can tackle more in life. dig even deeper eh? yeah and so yeah i think it's i think it's a great um these sort of physical challenges are, are such are such valuable things for us in our in our journey in life. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it's it's
0: all about. That's what it's all about. Um, it opens, op- definitely opens your eyes to to seeing what you are capable of and what we as humans are capable of. Mm. Because again, all different fitness levels, and we all showed up and we all did what we could. Yeah, um, came out the other side and pretty much everyone that uh, that did it said that they're keen for the next one already, which is wild. <laughs> because it was uncomfortable. Yeah. But now that we've done it, there's a couple of things that we can improve on. And I think for some of them... And you they, know, you can survive. And we all survived. <laughs> we all came out the other side. A couple of injuries here and there. Um, old niggles with a few of the guys. Um, um, that's probably because, again, preparation. Preparation. And you're one of the things obviously the pool is w- was a huge uh, factor for a lot of the guys um but then also the bicycle spending time on that bike if you're not used to that seat a lot of the ladies and the guys were moaning about their rear ends and that comes down to the conditioning and if you haven't spent the time you're going to know about it and they do some of them do still know about it today <laughs> and it's been a few days for sure for sure Oh, no, cool, bro. I think that's, a, I think that's a, a
1: great, that's a cool life experience, a great story. I definitely think there's some lessons in there um, for, for our listeners, you know, when it comes to anything, just challenging yourself, yeah. really challenging yourself in a physical way, in a mental way. Um, you know, how does that translate into other areas of your life? You know, are you building resilience? Are you building grit? Are you building determination, consistency? You know, all these things that we always tie back you know, to similar sort of um fundamentals mm. um when it comes to living a better life. Yeah. And
0: so yeah, man, I think that's that's a great a great story and a cool experience that you had. Was was a brilliant experience. And again, that uh digging deep and thinking about the kids that we were doing this for. Yeah. They have no choice. They can't do anything because of their disabilities in that luckily for us and we are blessed that we've got these physical abilities that we can yeah. do and push ourselves and um yeah they're thinking about those those kids where they don't have the choice they don't have the option mm-hmm. they need assistance to live day to day so when you think of it like that you don't have excuses for, by the way, excuses and, and being cold and being miserable. That doesn't really yeah. uh, mean anything when you put it in that context and, and, and relate to lo- remind yourself of that stuff when you're in the, you need to those times. Uh, yeah.
1: It's that age old saying, there's always someone better off than you. And there's always someone way worse than you. So no matter where you are, no yeah. matter, you might think that this is the worst situation in your life. Like your life's falling apart. Remind yourself. Yes, there's going to be a lot of people better off than you, but there's still in that dark place where you think you have hit rock bottom. There's still people worse off than you, and that is such a good
0: realization. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And before we we head off the Nico Foundation, we do have a a backer buddy link, so we'll put it down below. If you guys uh, feel the the urge to go and support and. Whether it's five rand, 50 bucks, hundred bucks, anything will go a long way and really appreciate it. Follow the link and support if you
1: can. Guys, remember to like this episode, share it with friends if you feel it could help somebody that you know. Maybe someone going through a little bit of a tough time. So do share it along. Get involved. We
0: want to hear from you guys. And we'll see you in the next one. Looking forward to it. See you next week. Enjoy. Ciao.